Hey, how's it going? It's August 27th, 2019 on a Tuesday in hot-ass Los Angeles. But don't worry, we're going to make it. We have the invention of the air conditioner. It's not on right now, so I'll feel it in a bit. But this is the Robert Rambles podcast. Exciting? I said it right that time. Last episode, I had some trouble. So who knows? Maybe it is a good title. I guess we'll see. We'll see if it, uh, we'll see if it catches on. But I'm still figuring it out, you know, this whole podcast thing, still trying to figure out the rhythm and uh, how to go about it and how to approach it. And, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's definitely a new world. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big podcast listener and it sounds like the easiest thing in the world uh, to do. And um, it's, uh, it's more difficult than you'd think. But um, I'm going to keep on trucking along, and I'm going to try to figure it out. I'm going to try to make more uh, good episodes than bad ones. So just bear with me if you've been listening. Um, also, I am—I uh, think I've pretty much decided that once I get the podcast up and running on all the podcast apps and iTunes and all, all that, you know, all that fun, easy access junk, uh, I think that's when I will... Um, really start the podcast like really for serious start the podcast so i'm gonna use this as kind of a kind of practice run episodes you know i'm having a lot of fun with them um some you know a good good amount of people seem to be enjoying them a lot getting a lot of support from friends getting a lot of feedback from friends um i have i have friends that are just listening i have friends that also run podcasts that are responding and uh you know it just means the world that anyone takes time out of their day to uh talk to me about something i'm i'm making so um but yeah other than that uh one of the things that i've found that people are interested in that i kind of avoided but it seems like people want me to talk about it and that's uh what am i up to just like projects i'm working on things i'm trying to write things just things i'm doing um, I guess I, I, I live in a city where everyone is doing something. Everyone has three or more projects going on at any time. So uh, I guess because I'm in the L.A. circle, I just figured, ah, I don't want to bore you guys with that stuff. Who wants to hear that? But there's a lot of people listening that um, uh, that do want to hear it. So, uh, yeah, I, I have I, I have no problem talking about that stuff. So basically what's, um, what's going on with me lately is... Um, Still trying to get a this short film off the ground. Uh, to you know, I, I kind of went into my uh, short film spiel on the first episode, I think. And um, other than that, just been uh, I've been writing a lot. I've been writing a lot. That's kind of what keeps me sane. And um, and uh, yeah, going. Uh, I, there was a there was one show that I was going out to. Uh, I was auditioning for a lot, and um, I can't say the name of the show, but. It was kind of exciting to be a part of that process of um, going through because uh, they kept bringing me back. Um, I want to say it was four times for different characters, and uh, I think they're all, I think they're all wrapped up on the season. But uh, yeah, I was just happy to be brought in uh, for that many times for for this show because the show sounds pretty freaking awesome. So um, crossing my fingers for the next season. So that's that's kind of been my life. Uh, lately, and yeah, I, I, I see, I think the, the thing is, I think when you're not doing anything, that's when you start going crazy. That's when you start, 
at least for me, that's when I start, you know, feeling depressed, feeling down on myself. <sighs> Sorry, still don't have that cough button, but I'll get it. You'll see, I'll get it one day. But for now, I'm gonna slurp my caffeinated drink. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I think, I think that's when, when you're not doing anything, it's kind of a downward spiral, right? Where you don't, you're not doing anything and you're getting depressed, which only adds to you not wanting to do anything. So it's, it's almost, it's hard to find motivation. It's hard to uh, get inspired by things. But, you know, if, if I know anything about uh, artists, whether they're writers or actors and, and, you know, just speaking from experience, you know, the inspiration kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, it, it, I, I will, I will find myself in long periods of time where I don't want to do a damn thing. I am just so not creative. I don't even want to think of bad ideas. I'm not even interested in thinking of bad ideas. I just don't want to do anything. And so I just find myself just feeling like a, you know, Debbie Downer and it's, it's, it's just not a good place to be in, but eventually you just you, there's either an idea that sparks or what, what ends up happening with me is I I'll have an idea that kind of sparks a snowball effect like that initial idea is probably not that great but it starts sparking other ideas and eventually I start I start going on just uh you know a, a streak of just writing nonstop, and I'm just I just can't stop I I I, I it's either I'm thinking of you know, 10 different ideas, or I'm thinking of zero. And, uh, and so one of the things that I love doing when, especially I'm in that, when I'm in that creative season is I, I love reaching out to friends and stuff who are also creative and collaborating. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of collaboration. Uh, so, and, and that's kind of how I get wrapped up in things and that's how projects get made really. So it's, but it's, it's about surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, you know, you'll come to find in this town, uh, you know, th there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of talent out there and there's a lot of people who are eager to work on stuff. And like I mentioned in a previous episode, but it's, it's also hard to get everyone who's available on the same day. And you'll even find some people that you think are super motivated with you all of a sudden lose steam. And, and that's always a, it's, 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 it's hard to... I mean, it's frustrating, but it, it, it happens, you know, you might be really, really into an idea and someone that you're with is really into an idea and then someone loses steam. And sometimes that's you. Sometimes you're like, ah, I just don't feel like it today. And the other person's like, come on, come on. We got to do it, though. Um, and, and I think it's hard when you are a struggling artist, when you're someone who's kind of trying to make something uh, from nothing, who doesn't really have a budget, everyone is being fueled by nothing but passion for the idea. That's just, that's, that's difficult. You know, when you have these big movies where everyone's getting paid their rate, then yeah, you better show up in the morning or you're fired. You got to find a new job. So yeah, so when, when you're kind of surrounded by your friends and you're all just trying to make something, um, it has its pros and cons to it. It just does. Uh, that's kind of the nature of the beast. And, um, but when there's just no better feeling that when you actually finish something, when you actually finish something, that is just such an incredible feeling. Um, especially if, if, if you've done it with like a group of friends and, uh, you know, you will, you all put in your part 
and uh, you, you know you might have made something great and that's just uh, such a rewarding feeling and that's kind of how I feel approaching this podcast um, even though I've only done it a couple times now uh, it, it has it's had its up and ups and downs um, and I think it's just something you got to get better at you you slowly you slowly find your place uh, you know I, I think that any of us even even some of the most talented comedic actors that I know personally you know if you if you threw them a late night show I bet they'd be a bit rough in the beginning I, I, I mean I'm, that's just how it is but you know once you find your place they just soar and uh it's like it's like picking it's like trying to trying to learn to ride a bike for the first time you know it's gonna be rough you got some training wheels on but after a while uh you find your place so yeah that, that's kind of where i'm at right now um but yeah I'm, I'm very very happy to uh talk about anything that's going on in my life if you know sometimes i'll post something and um there there, you know some sometimes i'll post things that uh that i'm working on but i'm i don't think they're that big of a deal like maybe i'm working on a short or maybe i just wrote something and some people will respond to me so strongly like i just booked a spielberg film and trust me i i appreciate the excitement the fact that anyone's excited for my life i please thank you so much but i also feel horrible because i'm like i i have to like almost tell them like no 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 it's it's not it's not what you think it is it's not this big thing i'm just i'm just putting it out there on social media because well that's what people do they when when they feel like they've done something they put on social media and you hope that people like it and uh but but with that said if something is ever posted on social media and you're like okay what 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 are you doing i saw you posted you were making something um, yeah, if, if you're interested, yeah, send me a message. I have I have no problem sharing what I'm up to, and uh, who knows, maybe I'm even down to collaborate with you if that's what you're looking for. Uh, but that's uh, really it. Uh, other than that, man, I am still killing the uh, the sugar-free game, uh, kind of. Okay, so here's uh, here's the story time right now. Uh, I, I did a sugar-free week, and it, and it was not exciting. It sucked. And, uh, it, but it, it was very good for me. It was very good. By the end of it, I was, I was like kind of okay. I didn't crave sugar as much anymore. And, uh, and you know, I, I was only staying away from things that obviously, you know, I, I was staying away from foods that you, that you eat for sugar. Like obviously if I'm eating some kind of food that just happens to have sugar in it, that's okay. But it's like, I'm not going for chocolates. I'm not going for ice cream. I'm deliberately not going for things that I'm eating for the sole purpose of wanting to have sugar. So with that said, it, this was building up to a to a big uh, a big uh, cheat day where I I was gonna go out to brunch this this really uh, awesome place in uh, Calabasas. Uh, it was like a buffet style brunch so they you know had bottomless mimosas and all that stuff and I figured you know what I'm gonna go there I'm gonna get some waffles I'm gonna put all the syrup on it and I'm just gonna go to town I deserve it I had no sugar all week so I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want to do and it's gonna be sweet no pun intended and so that's what I did I arrived I got a mimosa it was great I got myself some waffles some french toast all the sugary crap 
all the all the stuff for breakfast that really should be dessert, but we say it's for for the morning. And uh, I I ate my waffles. I, uh, I I ate my French toast. I ate my oh I had a crepe with chocolate syrup on it. I had all that fun junk. And it was great. And I was having a good. I felt like a kid, like a seventh my seventh my seventh birthday party bash. You know, just just all it is is just candy and cake. And uh, I think I had one. I won up for seconds. And it was more savory. But on my third, they had a... And it was still brunch, but they had a giant dessert area. Just cake and ice cream and all this stuff. And I went to town. I got all the cake. I got an ice cream cone. I got everything. And on top of that, I'm drinking mimosas. And they also included two shots of alcohol for the morning. Also, I like how we we have somehow considered mimosas to be uh, an okay drink for the morning. Like, you know, there's there's the rule of like you're not supposed to drink in the morning, but when it comes to mimosas, it's it's a breakfast drink. It's an alcoholic breakfast drink. Who 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 are we trying to fool? Are we trying to fool ourselves? Oh, oh you know what I mean? Are you trying to fool? You're trying to fool yourself, huh? No, no, it's okay. It's a mimosa. Not that I'm just drinking a bottle of champagne at eight in the morning. But anyways, by the end of there, I uh. I was outside too and it was really hot and there was no breeze coming and that's when it hit me. I was sweating profusely and it wasn't just because it was hot, but I, the only way I can describe it was I OD'd on sugar. Bad. I started to feel it and I wanted to vomit. I want, sorry, my computer is like giving me notifications. Uh, people are messaging me. Great, thank you. Um, so I I was losing it, and uh, I had to get up, and I went to the bathroom, and I'm I'm sweating profusely, and it's not even from the heat anymore. It's just the fact that my body wants all the cake I put in my body outside of my body. So I rushed to the bathroom, and you know I swear to God, this ma- bathroom. It's a, it's a one-person bathroom. It's not like several stalls, which is probably a good thing where because of where the story's going. But it was empty the whole day. It was empty the whole freaking day. Cause I I have a small bladder. Like I if I ever grab coffee with you, I'm going to the bathroom like three times. I don't. It's just how I am. So I I was going to the bathroom all day and not not a soul, not even a soul near the bathroom. It was great. And then I get there, and of course, there's like three dudes in front of me waiting in line, and I just want to vomit on the floor. And uh, it finally gets down, one more guy waiting in line, and the guy just looks at me, and he takes one look at me, and he's like, yeah, I know, man. And I'm sure this guy thinks I'm wasted, because I'm sweating, I probably look pale as hell, and he probably thinks, oh, this guy obviously is drinking too many mimosas. But no, dude, I wanted to tell him, like, I'm, I've been eating too much cake. That's what's been happening. I am, I'm about to overdose on cake right now. Anyway, he goes in. I'm dying. I'm like, please, let me just make it into the bathroom before this triple layer fudge cake comes out of me. And uh, he leaves, and I just let loose. It was a sugary, it was a, it was a, sugary overload of just just vomit it was i'm sorry i'm sorry to give you that visual but it was uh it was bad i mean i mean the good thing is is all those calories i ingested are now gone (laughs) i mean 
Uh, I mean, if we're talking about silver linings here. Uh, but yeah, I threw up all the cake I had and, uh, oh man, it was, it was bad. It was bad times. And I just came back out. I was like, get that mimosa away from me. I don't want to ingest anything else. I went to the bar and, uh, we all got waters and I started to feel better after that. So it was a mixture of me just, I ate all the sugar in the restaurant plus sitting in kind of a hot box of just heat. And it really like the thought of sugar after that day, made me sick to my stomach. Like I did not want to ever like overdose or, or or I didn't want to ever, you know, indulge myself in that much sugar again, or even, even a lot in general. Like last night I had, there was some chocolates left over and I had two where usually I'm, I'm bad with sugar. I'm, I'm honest. I'm bad with sugar. And I, I had like, you know, I would eat like eight like I, I'm awful. I have, I have no shame. Well, actually, no. I have a lot of shame, and I just can't stop myself. Like some people, they they can't stop themselves eating fried food, right? Some people have that problem. I have the dessert problem where I just can't stop eating sugary stuff. So, right now, I'm I'm at a low sugar. Uh, I'm gonna do like a low sugar week. Um, and uh, even today, I went to the grocery store just now and. I was this close to buying like a candy bar or something. I'm like, no, Robert, you, instead of buying that candy bar, why don't you treat yourself with, oh, a can of tuna? Oh, why don't you have some tuna? Oh, isn't that better than a Twix candy bar? Get some tuna, put a little mayo, some salt and pepper, you know, maybe a little red pepper, spice it up a bit, and then have yourself a good old time. Isn't that better than eating a Twix bar? I tell myself, So yeah, I'm I'm working on myself. You know, we're not all perfect, okay? All you perfect, prancy people out there who can have your little froyos and only get one topping while I gotta put seven on them. Anytime I go to Yogurtland, it's like it's it's half toppings. Why else do you go to yogurt? You don't really go to Yogurtland for the flavors, because eventually, like all the flavors, kind of. I don't know, like, I always get excited for the flavors at Yogurtland. I'm like, oh, cheesecake, oh, strawberry. But then after all the toppings, it's like, it doesn't even matter what flavor yogurt's under there. I am just eating bits of Kit Kat, and it's delicious. I go for the toppings. Okay, anyway, moving on before I find myself driving a Cold Stone by myself, uh, which would be kind of sad. So, uh, also another thing, um, I think on my last episode, I think I was a little bit too excited to be on a podcast, and one of the things I want to talk about was, um, the, the other podcaster that was a bit too, um, creepy for me. I still agree he felt he sounded creepy, I'm not taking that away, but people deal with grief however they want, and if this guy wants to deal with the loss of his dead wife by jumping in a pool and going to swim and just getting her off, you know, his mind, you know, at least for the moment while he's in a dark place, uh, by, uh, you know, more power to him. So I just want to get it out of the way. Here's the thing about being new to a podcast is you start to, you know, cause I have to listen back. I have to listen back to the audio and, uh, I listen to myself and I'm like, wow, that was a, uh, I would disagree with myself just now. But when you're on the podcast and you're talking and you're trying to avoid dead air, you, uh, you know, sometimes your 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 mouth just goes, and you're like, okay, okay, relax, Robert, relax, relax. Maybe the guy just likes swimming in the pool. 
Why do you got to make this? Why are you a therapist all of a sudden? You know how to handle, you know how this guy can handle grief. Look, I'm literally arguing with myself, arguing. I'm literally debating myself right now. So I just want to say that it was just something that bothered me. Uh, however you deal with grief is the way you deal with grief. Just don't hurt yourself. Swimming in a pool is not going to hurt you, but don't deal with grief with alcohol or drugs or anything like that. Um, just do it in a healthy manner. So, uh, but to lighten up the mood, everybody see that, uh, I just watched that Star Wars trailer. And, uh, also I'm not trying to turn this into like a nerd podcast or anything. I just saw the trailer and I just want to say it, that it looks awesome. Uh, Ray, uh, everyone's freaking out that Ray is evil. And, um... And uh, they're they're shocked. They don't know what it is. Is she a clone? Is she is this is just 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 some kind of vision? And um, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm like maybe she's just a rebellious teenager. You know? I mean, if I was that, I mean, how old is Ray supposed to be? Let's look this up. Ray, age, Star Wars. Ray, uh, 19 years old. Ray is introduced as a 19-year-old woman in The Force Awakens. So how old is she now? Early 20s? Her character, not not, uh, not the actress. Uh, she's got to be in her 20s, early, early 20s, right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. If I, if I had Force powers, maybe I'd jump back and forth, too. And I'd be like, yeah, this blue lightsaber's cool, but I kind of want the electricity shit and the red one, the red lightsaber. Yeah, I want to try out both. I think that'd be cool. Oh, I get, I get a double lightsaber that flips around and it folds, and it's like it's like a it's like a Swiss Army knife of a of a lightsaber. Yes, I want to try out both. I want to fly an X-wing and a Tie Fighter. I want. Can I do both? Look in the end. Look, I promise you, in the end, I'm gonna pick good old pure Jedi. But give me, let me try Sith a little. Let me just dive a little bit in the dark side. That's why I've always loved the I. Uh, Oh my god, I really hope Star Wars fans, please don't destroy me, but uh, I believe it was a fan theory, or it came from the novels, or whatever, the, the, um, what is it called, the, 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 like, middle Jedi, the middle, I'm gonna search middle Jedi, see what comes, gray Jedi, the great, I always love that, that theory, um, that, you know, it's kind of, kind of mixture of both, right, and, uh, yeah, I'm like reading, I'm reading the StarWarsFandom.com. Or a Dark Jedi, as a, that's kind of cool, Dark Jedi, I like that, like that title. Um, I always thought that was cool, but yeah, if I was in my early 20s and I had Force powers and I had, you know, I had no family and all of a sudden this old, old guy is teaching me on some island in Ireland or, I mean, whatever planet they're on, and uh, yeah, I'd probably be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I want both, I want to try out both, screw you. I'm not, I'm not listening to a bunch of ghosts. I'm going to do what I want. And also, you know, there's that shot. No one seemed to talk about it. At least, well, I'm sure they did. I just haven't watched every single YouTube video. But there's a shot of her with, like, the red, the red and blue lights on her face and just flashing violently. Looks like there's a cop car in front of her. Like, she's about to get arrested. I don't know. I took that as a very artistic sign of, like, what is she? Is she both? What is she? Is she evil? Is she not? I don't know what it is. I have I have some friends with some very strong opinions on it. So please do no need to debate me. No need to correct me. I am uh, I am not worth the fight. When it comes to Star Wars, I am someone that uh I go up and down with Star Wars. Uh 
they say Star Wars. Man, I cannot talk. Good thing I'm not on a podcast. I am someone that definitely can have Star Wars fatigue, but once in a while, or probably not once in a while, I'd say like 50-50, um, I get excited for Star Wars again. I, it might be the, the JJ stuff, because JJ, man, he makes a... He, he gets you really excited for characters. Like, I watched all of Lost. I watched all of that stuff. And, you know, people give Lost shit for the ending. And I... The only answer I have for that is is an answer that people roll, roll their eyes about. And it's that, for me, it was about the journey of Lost that I remember more than just whatever happened on the last episode. You're going to judge a whole freaking show on the last episode? We're talking about six seasons when there was like 24 one-hour episodes each, and then it's all going to come down to the last hour? Look, I know a finale is a big deal, and it can sum up everything. I, same goes for like Game of Thrones. I had so much fun watching that show. And and, and it kind of sucks that we we kind of categorize the whole the whole show as 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 like, I don't know, as something negative just because of the finale. I'm not saying everybody does that, but I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing about you know, bringing up a show and then they talk about the finales. Oh, I love Game of Thrones. Yeah, but hey, that finale though, I mean, am I right? It's like, okay, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the show in general. I like Lost. I like Game of Thrones. And you know what? I like Star Wars. Uh, Last Jedi seems to be, uh, a lot of people seem to have problems with it. I don't know. I thought it was fine, except for like the, yeah, you know, it was fine. Whatever. I don't know. I look, I'm not, I'm not trying to get in a, a heavy Star Wars debate here. I'm just saying the trailer looks cool. I think JJ's a great director. And um, I'm actually looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to it. You know what one... You know what something I saw that kind of like upset me is... I saw uh, someone was posting... I think it was on Reddit. Of making fun of this guy who... And he was watching The Force of... Was he... I think he was watching The... F- I forget which trailer he was watching. I No, I think he was watching The Last Skywalker trailer. And he was bawling his eyes out. And people were giving him so much shit for it. Because he's a... Oh, you're a grown man crying over Star Wars? Oh, come on, dude. What woman? What real woman's gonna want you? Like, go fuck yourself, man. The guy likes Star Wars. Who cares? Let him cry. I've cried over... Dude, I have been bawling my eyes out over two trailers. One is the Joker trailer. Because Walking Phoenix just... My God, like, I, that Joker trailer, dude, really got me. And the uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Well, that's another thing. People are giving shit about Tom Hanks not looking like, not looking like fucking Fred Rogers. Did, uh, what was it, Anthony Hopkins play Richard Nixon? Is that what happened? Anthony Hopkins, let me make sure I got that right. Richard Nixon. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the movie was called Nixon. It doesn't look anything like Nixon. So, uh, go screw yourself. You tell me you can't get into a movie if the guy doesn't look exactly like the character? Isn't that, isn't that kind of part? Look, they tried their best, right? They threw on a red sweater. And you just can't get into it? You're like, nah, the casting sucked. Ah, go fuck yourself. How's about that? Tom Hanks is a legend, and he will ever, he will forever be in, um, just one of the Hollywood greats. So, uh, so just relax on that, okay? And it, I don't know, man. Like some some people, dude. Some people really, ugh. 
Uh, anyways, I, I shouldn't get angry. Fred Rogers would not want me to get angry about, uh, about a movie of himself, you know? But, you know, uh, I would like to see, uh, I would like to see movies made of these just very heartfelt people. You know, I would love to see a Bob Ross movie. Bob Ross movie, though, wouldn't that be nice? Bob Ross movie would be nice. Um, Steve Irwin movie. Uh, I would say Robin Williams movie, but dude, I don't know. I feel like that's not something we should touch. Because, like, who are you going to cast? Like, I, I know there's that one guy who's pretty popular and doing impressions, but, you know, even if he could do it, I... I don't know. I, I feel like that's just something I wouldn't want to touch. Um, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of people that you could do biopics of. Um, I think Bob Ross would be a fun one. You know, he, you know, you know what makes me sad about the Bob Ross stuff is that, uh, he, um, he never really got to see how famous he got. Like he knew he was known enough. You know, he had a show on PBS for so, for so many years, but in this day and age where people, you know, I could walk in a any kind of department store and or wherever a grocery store, and there, there might be someone with a Bob Ross shirt on. I have a Bob Ross. I have, I think I have two Bob Ross shirts, and uh, I kind of wish he got to see that because I, I know that you know it would warm his heart. So that's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, I I'm stoked for this for this uh, movie, um, but. Uh, moving on, because let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, well, this might be the longest podcast I've done. In fact, it already is. But I'm going to move on to questions from people that I got. Uh, these are a few questions I'll try to answer fairly quickly and uh, see where we're at. See if I can uh, change lives. This is what this podcast is about. It's about me changing lives. Um, I got one from... Kevon, Kevon, my man, he says, he says, where do you get your haircut? And I say, super cuts, baby. Because I, 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 because you know, you know, the real reason is it's such a good price. And you know what? They get shit, but they, they cut hair pretty good. Look, look at the hair. Okay. People that know me, the hair I have, I have normal ass hair. I don't need to get it dyed. It's not long. It is just... A normal ass boring haircut and um, I'm not saying that the people at Supercuts can't handle anything else besides my hair but they do a good job I tip them well they're nice there's one right around the corner from my house there's one right around the corner from your house they're everywhere so I like them and if you want to give you know I've had a few moments actually where people are like wow nice haircut I'm like yeah Supercuts they're like really you know, I was on um, I was on a set one time, and uh, there was a this security guy who, I, uh, I think he want uh, he went to some really expensive salon, and he he paid like two hundred bucks for a haircut, and it looked horrible, and I think he knew it too, because he. Uh, he started off by telling people that it was a $200 haircut as if it's like something to brag about. I'd be like, dude, I've never, I don't know. I like, when would I ever pay $200 for, for, for a haircut? I mean, maybe if it was, I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to never say never, but 
Not, I would never pay $200 for the haircut he had. Looked awful. So, uh, yeah, I go to Supercuts, and uh, I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. I don't go to Fantastic Sam's, because I have class. Just kidding. I have. I feel like they're one and the same. I have nothing against Fantastic Sam's. Um, <laughs> I have a, a, a couple I know, Jake and Kirsten. Uh, they want to know, where should they go out to eat? Um, Gaiukaku and Sherman Oaks. Gaiukaku and Sherman Oaks. One of the best places you can go. Um, I got my, uh, oh, Sean, my buddy, Sean, uh, he says, uh, my car broke down. What should I do? It's going to cost 3000 to $5,000 to fix. The coolant has dipped into the oil. Um, some information, uh, it's paid off as a paid off car. Dude, that's rough. I don't know a thing about cars. Um, sounds pretty bad if coolant dipped into your oil. I feel like that's not a good thing, but three to $5,000, that's like a new car. That's like a Craigslist car. Mm. You know what? I guess I would need more information. How new is the car? If it's a pretty new car, I'd say, you know, you're in a tough spot, man. It's like, it's kind of not good either way. If it's a newer car, I would say just bite the bullet and get it fixed. If it's like getting old, then you might want to look into other options of other cars. I don't... If there was a way that you can get, <laughs> if there was a way that you can get your car to a dealership, because I doubt it runs, right? Uh, if you can get that to a dealership and somehow convince them that you want to trade it in and just leave it parked and be like, yeah, I want to buy a new car. And they're like, oh, wheel, uh, wheel the car around. It's like, no, do you want me to buy a car or not? This old car stays parked where it is. I'll leave right now. They're like, all right, sir. All right, we want to, because you know how desperate they are to sell cars. You make the demand, the demands. Like, I want to buy a car, and then you deal with that old car. You drive it around, and then by the time you're driving off with a brand new car, it's like they realize, uh, they, they realize that you screwed them. It's about time to stick it to the man, right? Stick it to the man. Uh, this is from. Andrew, who says, what is the meaning of the universe? Um, I'm glad we're light on the questions here. Um, the meaning of the universe? I don't know if the universe, like, if we're talking about the planets and stars, I don't know if, I don't know what their meaning is, their purpose. Um, but as people, I believe that the purpose of us, at least what we should, how we should go about life, is becoming a positive a positive part of society of how we interact with people and how we treat ourselves because that's really the only thing you can do you don't want you don't want to be a negative force in this world and you know i'm not really not someone that's like you know if you put it out into the universe the universe is just going to give it right back to you it's just gonna it's just what it's gonna do you just have to stay positive that's not what i'm talking about just be just be a, a positive force in society and treat yourself with respect hold yourself to a standard um don't put yourself on a pedestal like you're better than everyone, but treat society and yourself with respect and uh, 
I do. I want to say so bad and make the world a better place. But I, I think you know what I'm trying to say here. Um, be a positive force in the world. Uh, I think that's the best we can do. Let's see. Um, man, I'm getting some deep questions. I was hoping like, I don't know. Should I get a new puppy? The answer is yes. I got Nick. Oh, cousin Nick or Nikki. See, I called you Nikki as a kid. But on your Facebook, it's Nick. Is that the adult version of your name? Am I not supposed to call you Nikki anymore? I don't know. I haven't seen you in like uh, way over a decade. I haven't seen you since your brother's wedding. That's a long time. It's a long ass time. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's never attended Comic-Con before? See, there's a question. Sorry, I don't mean to knock all the other questions. That's a really good question. What would you, uh, what, what advice would you give to someone who's never attended Comic-Con before? Um, well, there's a few things first that you have to be okay with. If you're not someone who's cool with crowds, don't go. If you're not someone who's cool with heat, don't go. It's always hot. It's always during the same time of year in San Diego. It's always hot. So if you don't like big crowds, if you don't like walking, if you don't like um, being in the heat, uh, yeah, avoid Comic-Con. But if you're cool with all that, you know, it's one of those things where you you really can't, you can't prepare for it physically. You know, just prepare. Well, what I would say to prepare for is prepare to walk through large crowds, you know, doing the slow zombie walk while you're trying to get around. <clears throat> and, uh, just, just have a lot of patience because people that, if you don't have patience and you can't handle large crowds, uh, you're not going to make it. But Comic-Con is a joy. I absolutely adore Comic-Con. It is my second Christmas. Um, I have to go every year. I just have to. So, yeah, I, I would say um, just prepare for a lot of crowds. Um, if you want to go to any panels, get there literally hours beforehand to the smallest panel. If you want to see one of the big panels or the Hall H panels, because Hall H is the biggest, the biggest, um, it's the biggest room where they hold panels. That man, honestly, I don't want to sound negative, but I would say give up on that panel. Um, there are people that wait out for days to get into Hall H, which I think is a complete waste of time to to see maybe actors in some show you like and then seeing a new trailer that's going to be on YouTube that night. I don't think it's worth it. You're kind of ruining your whole Comic-Con by sitting in the hot sun and not moving. Uh, the last Hall H I went into, I got lucky because I knew it was one of those situations where I knew someone that knew someone that knew someone who worked at the convention and got me in. So I didn't even have to win in line. And I saw Tarantino um, for the Hateful Eight. And one of the cool things that I was I was happy I got to do was I really just wanted to see the Hateful Eight and then I left. Um, but one of the things they do in Hall H where they'll give you, I don't know if they do it anymore, at least that year they did, they gave me a restroom pass. And with that, because the restrooms were outside of Hall H, um, so if you wanted to be allowed back in, you had to show this pass. And so they gave me a restroom pass, and because uh, because I was done watching the panel, I left, and I found, uh, uh, we had two of them, and I found this couple that really wanted to go into Hall H, and I told them, like, hey, take my restroom pass, and just pretend you went to the bathroom, and you both are coming back, and their eyes lit up. I felt like 
I felt like a million bucks. I felt like I donated to charity. It was great. It was great. I, I was so happy to put a smile on their face. So, um, but yeah, to, to answer your question, uh, yeah, just prepare for crowds. Um, that's really it. Prepare for the crowds and the heat. But, you know, if you can get through one year, I think you can get through them all. And uh, that's really it. And then um, I guess uh, uh, last question. I'm going to wrap this up. Let's see. Uh, this comes from Will. Oh, Will. Uh if it's not too late, here's my question for your podcast. He says, um, thinking of the current state of our country from the many homegrown tragedies we experience daily to the current presidency that is too much reminiscent of Nazi Germany to the point that we have real concentration camps that split up families and destroy people's lives for no better reason than blatant xenophobia. What would your solution to bringing a new peace between us all as Americans, regardless of our differences, be. <laughs> and he adds, and if this question is too much to think about right now, then my alternative question is, if you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be? <laughs> Please read the entirety of this on air for maximum comedic effort. Thank you, Will. Wow. What a question. Well, um, what, what ice cream flavor would I be? What I want to be? Um, probably maybe something with some hot fudge. I don't know. I'm, I'm always a fan of the vanilla mixed with some kind of chocolate or a cookie dough. Maybe something like that. Something fun. Maybe, I don't know. What kind of person is, would say their birthday cake flavor? They're either really fun or really fucking annoying. So I don't, uh, yeah, I'd say something like vanilla, but I have a few chunks of chocolate in there. You know what I mean? Where you know I could be kind of plain, but once in a while you have a bite and it's like, oh, that's exciting. So maybe something like that. But to answer uh, your um, your bigger question, basically what you're saying is what what can we do to get over all this bullshit that's happening in the country right now and actually like work together? You know, I don't claim to have the answers. <clears throat> I'm not running for office here. Uh, I'm just some guy talking on a microphone who doesn't really know anything. Um, you know, even on Facebook and Twitter, I will retweet, share political stuff. But at the end of the day, I I honestly don't like confrontation, you know, or, or arguing politics because there's just so much information that you need to know. And... There are people who are much better experts than me to debate politics. I can only tell you what I know, but the question is how much how much information how much information do I really know about this topic? So, but when when it comes to um, your question, how do we as Americans, you know, basically find peace? You know, the answer the answer to really much anything is I don't think there is an answer that's going to make any of us happy. Um, I think, th like, you could take gun laws, for example. I think the actual answer to solving that is an answer that neither party's gonna like. I don't think there's gonna be... Because if, if one side is gonna be absolutely happy, and the other, other side's gonna hate it, and, uh, and, and I don't even know... I don't know what the answer is to that particular topic... Um, but I think as far as trying to find world peace, I don't know if world peace 
is possible, but it is surely something that you can work towards. Um, but he specifically says a new peace between us Americans. That's hard. Um, I, I, it, it's almost like there, there are, there are like two things I believe in and that's one, the punching Nazis. That's great. Um, but at the same time, I also find that you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. And, um, I, you know, I remember a tweet that I saw from Sarah Silverman where someone was being really like sexist to her. They're just saying random dumb shit on Twitter and she could have easily destroyed this young man, easily destroyed him with her wit, her, just her comedic charm. She could have destroyed him and she instead basically asked him, yo, what, like, what's wrong? Like, what got you to this point where you're talking like this? And, uh, he immediately opened up and they had this conversation and, um, and it was almost, it was a little bit beautiful. And so I, that's why I say, I don't know if I have the answer because there are times where, um, I am all about like, yeah, punch that guy in the face. And then there are times where I'm like, no, talk to him. Like what's wrong with him? Like, well, really what's on his mind? So, I wonder sometimes if the answer is somewhere in the middle. I don't know what that answer would be, but I feel like that middle answer is not an answer that anyone is happy with. So, and, and, you know, I'm, I could be wrong. I could be absolutely wrong with all of it. Um, you know, I, I make, I, I'm very honest in saying I don't have the answers. Uh, I am someone who can only learn and uh, something that I believed in today, I can learn new information tonight and have a new opinion by tomorrow. I, my, my goal as a person, to put it simply, is to believe more true things than false things. And that's really it. If there's a better plan on how to handle the bigots of society, I am willing to go with that plan regardless of the previous plan. If it's a better plan. So... Yeah, well, to answer that question of finding basically a new utopia, a new piece of people, um, I think we need to really understand why people are so bigoted. Were they raised that way? Um, why do they hate a certain race? Did they happen to have some kind of bad encounter with someone of a particular race and now they're generalizing the whole entire race? Uh, what is it? Like, why do pe- Why are there bigots and why are there non-bigots? <sighs> You know, I don't fucking know, man. It's it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard to answer the world's questions. And this guy with a mic in his uh, living room with the AC turned off because he doesn't want noise in the background and now is getting really hot. I don't think that guy's going to have the answer. Um, so, um, but yeah, dude. So, hey, man, it's a real question. So, uh, wow, um, wow, what, what a great way to uh, end this podcast. Um, I really should have answered the ice cream question on the last one. Um, but, you know, I, I was trying to keep ice cream off my mind, and now you got me thinking about not season ice cream, and, uh, you know, two things that really shouldn't mix. But yet, here we are. So, uh, thank you so much uh, for listening this long. Uh, this is definitely the longest podcast. It's more than double the length of my other few. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I will keep everyone updated on um, on the process of getting it up on apps. Um, and uh, yeah, feel free to send me questions at any time. I love answering the questions. It's uh, this is the first time I did it, and I had a lot of fun. And uh, it might become. <clears throat> uh, might become like my favorite part of the podcast. I don't know. So uh, send me questions and uh, I will uh, hopefully have your guys' ears listening to more episodes. And uh, yeah, God damn, I got to figure out a way how to end these things. So I'm just going to say goodbye. Take care. Have a beautiful day in hot ass Los Angeles or wherever you are. Bye bye.